0: In this two-part episode, we're gonna deep dive into the new world of virtual events and what you can do to hold market interest. Hi, I'm Chris Schwager and welcome to Video Legend in the Making on LinkedIn, YouTube, and your favorite podcast. I believe one of the most valuable mediums in business is video. Videos that lead your audience and inspire them. Your journey to be a more purposeful and connected video legend Starts now. One, four, three, good afternoon, Mr. Southall. Oh, good afternoon, Mr. Schroger. This is very formal, isn't it? If you're live on LinkedIn right now, Chuck comment, we'll answer it right here. Brennan's my friend and co-founder, and he'll be able to help you find the answers that you're looking for. Brennan, did you know? What a virtual event was until this year. Oh, a, a rough idea, but it's certainly uh, come to the surface of late. Thank you to good old COVID. Mm, so no. definitely, mm, very interesting. The landscape's changing, and today's guest is Sean Jenkins, who's the marketing director ANZ of Genesis, a company that delivers seventy-plus billion remarkable customer experiences every year for organisations in over a hundred countries through cloud and AI. Oh my God. Sean has 14 years of experience in developing, executing and analyzing B2B marketing strategies across a broad spectrum of industries. And look, you know what? She's just a really nice gal. Sean recently engaged us to help her with her virtual event and upgrading some of the many webinars that they host. So let's get her on the show. Sean, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having us this afternoon.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me on.
0: (laughs) It's a new world. It's a new world of business. How has marketing changed for you this year?
1: I think, well, it's changed massively. I mean, there's been not just for marketing, but for for business in general. But when you're looking at marketing specifically, I'd probably say, you know, the biggest, one of the biggest areas that it's changed is the way we engage with people. Because, you know, clearly... um, Person-to-person engagement is definitely out in 2020. So, um, you know, it's looking at um, obviously how do we engage more through digital platforms. And you know, I think like every business in the world, we have um, you know we've we've been um, having a huge shift to digital. So um, you know, obviously, every most businesses had some kind of digital marketing. Um, plan strategy activities that they were doing but obviously um since since the pandemic hit we've obviously had to um transition pretty much everything to digital which includes events which is obviously what we're here to talk about today
0: yeah and so why why do you hold events pre-covid i guess what what were what were some of the benefits for events for for genesis
1: yeah, I mean, events are a really important part of our marketing mix. So um, at all stages of the funnel, um, events can be really beneficial. So top of funnel, um, you know, generating new leads and expanding contacts within um, particular accounts that you might be targeting. Um, but then further down the funnel, it's, you know, events really help with nurturing Accounts um, that you might previously have engaged with via digital campaigns, and you know they kind of they're really important um, from a marketing ROI perspective. They do, they you know if done right, they can drive um, some significant ROI. So, um, but besides that, from for for our perspective um, at Genesis, they're a great opportunity to speak with our customers, you know, to actually meet face to face with customers and partners to understand their challenges and their pain points, um, to. Um, showcase, you know, our latest product releases. Te- customers can see the technology in action with demos, um, and I think just you know, bringing a group of people together from the networking perspective. So you know, learning from each other. Um, nothing can really beat that, you know, that face-to-face networking. Um, and I think also, you know, events events can be a lot of fun if done right. You know, they they can be um, they can be really enjoyable. You know, maybe. Maybe pre this pandemic, people, you know, if you tend to attend a lot of events through your job, you can sometimes get a little bit jaded and a little bit, you know, evented out where, you know, you've been to, to too many in a short period of time. But I actually think having had this big break from them, um, I know I certainly have and some other people I've been talking to, you know, you actually quite miss that that interaction and talking to different people, um, you know, meeting new colleagues, meeting people outside your industry. Um, so, you know, and, and from our perspective at Genesis, with, with it, all of our live events that we hold, we're always, um, you know, we're always trying new things. We're always um, looking to make them more interactive and more engaging every, every event, every year. So, um, you know, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's that they're massively beneficial for us.
0: Well, let me just paint the the scenario here, um, because I'd like to try and associate as much with the audience here. But you know, COVID hit. The realisations that uh, live events are not going to happen. What are you guys talking about around the table at that point?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously when it first hit in in March, and it became clear that things were going to change quite significantly i think for myself personally i was maybe a little bit optimistic um thinking that perhaps you know this would be a few months and we might be able to get back to normal by you know middle of the year um for genesis in um a and z we hold our flagship um customer events called g summits in um july so at the end of july so, so come you know when it hit in march i was maybe a bit hopeful that we might still be able to hold those events come july which obviously you know it quickly became clear after a few weeks that that really wasn't going to be something that um that would be possible so then obviously you know very quickly the conversations turned to okay well what what are the options now then if we're not going to be holding in person events you know what's the what's the right plan going forward is it a big virtual event um and that where we try to replicate as much of the in person event as possible is it smaller um targeted uh, smaller, more targeted virtual events or you know just kind of smaller webinars where it's just by topic or by um industry or so you know there was a lot of um conversation about what was the right the right um path to go down. Ultimately we did decide that we still wanted to have that large customer gathering um albeit virtually um so we decided to try to um replicate that experience of our of our G Summit events that, that we hold every year um, in the virtual world. So yeah, so 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 yeah, pretty quickly I think we realised that it it it, it wasn't going to physical events were just you know not not on the the cards anymore for this year. And,
0: and what numbers are we talking about?
1: So our physical. So so if we're just talking about this these particular events, G Summit, which like I said, there are flagship events here in Australia and New Zealand. We hold two of them, one in um, Melbourne and one in New Zealand in all, um, in Wellington, just, just a week apart from each other. Um, they normally get around, well, maybe about 800 attendees in Melbourne, um, about 200 in Wellington. So, um, you know, they gather quite a lot of people together. So, yeah, that was essentially kind of what we were looking at was how do we um, replicate those and, and be able to... Um, communicate sort of the, the, the important messages that us as a business want to communicate, but also provide um, an experience for um, our attendees who are, for us are mainly our customers and our partners. Um, yeah. How, how can we kind of build an experience that is still really valuable for them and that they're going to feel that they spent, you know, it was time well spent for them to take however long out of their daily life and spend that with us virtually
0: can you for those that are sort of listening to this and imagining i guess what a virtual event is can you just like try and paint that picture for those people
1: yeah and i think i mean there's probably not one answer to that it's like there's there's lots of different virtual different styles of virtual events and um you know i've uh, quite a few that i've attended i look at and i think wow this is really different to to what we did but it's you know, still amazing. It is. It's something completely different. But so the way the path we went down, we did. We chose. Um, you know, there's lots of virtual event platforms out there. Um, we chose a platform. It's called B Fairs. That we tried to. Um, it, it does actually try to replicate as much of an in-person experience, um, event experience as possible. So as an attendee, you kind of um, virtually walk into the the lobby um and it you know it looks it's it's it, it's kind of des- it's kind of hard to describe but it looks like um you know an event lobby um of, of a big exhibition hall you've got all your people milling around you've got sponsors and exhibitors all advertised everywhere um and then you know there's different areas of that platform that all correspond to the normal area the areas you would normally have in a in an event venue so You know we had the auditorium where you go in to watch the the presentations um there was also there's also a um virtual exhibition hall with um lots of um virtual exhibitors who all have their own booths and those booths you know they look obviously the way they're designed is to look like um an event booth there was lots of um interaction interactivity um Opportunities at those booths. So the, each event booth has a live um, chat, a live chat room. So attendees enter that. They go and visit those booths, and then they enter the um, the chat room so they can talk to the exhibitors. They can talk to the um, the other attendees who are there at that booth as well. Um, you know, for sponsors, they have videos at their booths that people can watch. Documents that attendees can download into their virtual swag bag and take those documents away with them. Um, so, you know, and then there's other, there was lots of other elements like, um, gamification with a leaderboard. So, um, as attendees go through the virtual event and do certain activities, they're scoring points and they can see that leaderboard, um, you know, in real time, how they're scoring and there's prizes given away for, you know, the, the people who've engaged the most, um, we had an element called um that we called the wellness trail um it was essentially a scavenger hunt through the the virtual venue um where you look out for little um icons these we chose heart icons um you click on those and we we chose to base it um around um, mental health um as a corporate social activity kind of theme um, so those icons give you mental um health tips and for every person who completed the wellness trail um, we made a donation to a mental health charity one in new zealand and one in australia so that was kind of you know at all of our physical events we have a corporate social responsibility um, angle to them and we wanted to keep that going throughout the virtual events so that was another way we were able to do that um so yeah, I mean it, it was the platform we used was very interactive um for attendees. So it wasn't just like, you know, click here and watch a presentation. There was the whole sort of event experience um built within that platform. And that was something that we got really good feedback from our attendees about that I don't you know, as I think they hadn't expected there to be so many things to see and do. They thought it would more be a, you know, a case of you go in and you watch a presentation and um so so, yeah, but but having said that, you know, there's there's so many different platforms out there that, that do things in different ways. Um, so I guess there's not one type of virtual event experience. Um, that was just the one that we chose.
0: So I'm, I'm assuming there's not just yourself going in, learning some event software and compiling this on your own. Surely there's advice, there's guidance, there's a team behind you to be able to facilitate all of this. Can you just give me a bit of a snapshot about, what sort of engineering are we talking about in terms of, you know, the average person trying to put a uh, virtual event together?
1: Um, I mean, so obviously, there, yeah, there's help from um, uh, from the platform providers themselves. Um, for us at Genesis, we chose to still work with our um, event agency, who we work with um, for all of our um uh, physical events so they're fantastic Called conference works and um, so we we still engage them and work with them on the virtual event because yeah you're right there's a huge amount of work that goes into building a virtual event just the same as there is into building a physical event um you know in terms of kind of support look I'm I'm as you said at the beginning I look after ANZ for um marketing at Genesis so I have lots of colleagues across APAC and as a team we you know kind of work together to look at right how do we do this you know they were all my my counterparts in southeast asia and korea and japan were all doing the same thing we're all looking to hold you know our own local um virtual events so we kind of all got together and shared learnings um you know looking at those platform providers um and you know making the the selections there so you know i'd say we 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 definitely learned from each other and also um for me personally just from attending other virtual events so before we ran our own virtual event you know I was signing up for three four five different virtual events to see right what can i what can i learn here you know how are they doing this what what's working and you know essentially you you take away the the good bits of other people's events and go right i really thought this worked really well i'm going to try and do it so i think there's you know there's not there's no kind of you know real guide that is like this is exactly how you do it i think it's just a case of Picking things up, learning from other people, um, and everyone's—you know—now there's so many out there, and you know, there's so many virtual events out there. Everyone's holding them, so um, you know, I think we're all we're all learning as we go along.
0: <laughs> yeah, and there, it's just from our experience, a beautiful partnership between ConferenceWorks, Genesis, and our and ourselves to be able to. To, to help you uh, I think we're all in the same predicament where we don't know what we don't know uh, the reality is we can only input what we do know and what we on gut instinct and feel and from what our colleagues and peers have said about this particular space but you know is this just the testing ground for 21?
1: I mean I think <laughs> I think it definitely is I think you know we're all yeah everyone was kind of really thrown in at the deep end this year you know it was it, it is sink or swim and i mean look we i think people do a bit of both you sink and you swim <laughs> you, know, you um so yeah i think you know next year we'll probably see virtual events evolving massively even more um you know um changing from from what they are now with it. like i said there are so many being held now people are only going to be learning more and improving them getting better and better as we go along um yeah into next year
0: so You've hosted the first ever virtual G Summit mm-hmm. from Genesis. You've tr- made that transition. We know that now from the data we've collected, live videos like we're having right now, live conferences are up 83% since COVID. Video on demand, pre recorded videos up 55%. Now, I'm sure you've got a lot to say about this, but taking seasoned presenters, people that ordinarily present on stage and are very equipped to do so, and sticking them in a studio with camera and lights presents something new for you. The question is, how did on-camera training influence your decision um, with doing a lot of pre-recorded video and overall improve the quality of the event?
1: I mean, for us, the on-camera training was was really beneficial. So we put three people through that training um, for the ANZ event from, from um, Genesis. So that was um, myself because I took on the, uh, the role of MC host, which was uh, definitely a new thing for me. Um, so, and also two of our, um, of our senior executives, so our managing director for Australia and New Zealand and our um, head of APAC. Um, and look we all three of us got a huge amount out of that training um you know it makes you really look at it. i think the thing that maybe um, we didn't really uh, we maybe underestimated at the beginning is just how different it is presenting on camera for a virtual event versus you know on stage for a live event and um you know quite the the other two executives I mentioned you had the training um they have all you know they're both they're both seasoned presenters at conferences on stage um but it it was the first time doing this kind of piece to camera uh, or what not the first one of the first times of doing a piece to camera and we wanted just to make it as polished as we could um and you know that even just it really made us think about things differently and um, something as simple as you know, from, from just the simple thing about smiling, something I'm probably forgetting to do a little bit now. Um, but the the smiling to um, tone, pace, um, which is so important and, and wasn't really things that we thought had really thought about too much before. Um, the favorite one that you taught me, Chris, the pattern interrupt, you know, to to try and keep um bringing that attention back um so you know that yeah on-camera training um really really helped the um i think it massively improved the the quality of the content that we um that we made um with with those people definitely with those people who had the training um the other thing that really helped was script editing so we worked you know you you gave us the the script editing um workshops that we did with you um they were fantastic I mean look you you ripped apart our scripts in in a good way um you know there was no you didn't beat around the bush with it it was like you know really kind of um stripping out unnecessary waffle I'd say you know um you made us look at what we were saying from a different perspective um just you know use less words get to the point more people's attention is short um so yeah look, I mean for us it was it was massively valuable um so much so as you mentioned i think you mentioned in the beginning we're now um you know we're now working with you to put together um to put sorry ten staff um from Genesis who regularly present on webinars um to to take them through um that training course with which involves both those elements of the on camera training and the kind of you know similar script editing so um yeah super super important for us um and look, I think just kind of touching on one of the the reasons we did the on-camera training is because um, you know we're very aware from the beginning of um, of the process of putting the event together that um, pe- like I said, people's attention is short, and and I was I was quite concerned about holding their attention for the event. You know, we we often you know you can get someone to log in and um, Uh, you know watch five minutes but are they going to stay for an hour and 15 minutes and that's how our um when we looked at structuring the event um our main stage we, we ran the event over two days it was three hours a day for two days and each day had a main stage um element to it that was i think the main stage was an hour and 15 minutes but that was an hour and 15 minutes that was made up of a lot of um smaller pieces of content so the The longest session within that hour and 15 minutes was 15 minutes. So there were sessions of um, three minutes customer interviews, which were just, you know, really short, sharp Um, three minutes. There was 10 minute panel discussions. Um, There were more traditional presentations of, you know, PowerPoint, maybe for five or 10 minutes. Um, So, you know, we were really conscious that we needed to condense the content that we would normally have in a you know a, a physical event where you have a day and a half or two days on site at that venue and um you know people's attention is is held there a lot more because they're in the room with you um we were We were conscious that they're not you know we're competing w- with a virtual event or with any kind of you know webinar or digital um broadcast like that you're competing with you know with their other screens with the work that they're doing with their email inbox um you know all of that stuff so um so that's that's another reason that we thought it was really important to well to, to firstly to you know actually record content professionally in a studio um so you know again to say we we didn't record all of the content in a studio but we did as much of the main stage content as possible with with you guys, with Rich Films, um, around in, in different studios. You know, obviously with you in Sydney and in, um, I think we did in Brisbane and Auckland, um, because we wanted to have that consistent sort of level of quality as much as possible um, in the presentations. Um, so, uh, yeah, the the kind of the the on camera training played into that. So as soon as we we thought, right, we're going to use a studio, we then thought, you know, if we're going to put people in front of the camera. We probably should really help them a little bit, and um, and you know give us give give a little bit of training on how to to best um, present on camera.
0: Right, I'm going to put the brakes on it there because I reckon this deserves to be two parts. We're going to pick this up again with Sean next week, where she's going to unpack a whole bunch more. Shan's done an amazing job of being really thorough about the process that she went through. In coordinating the G Summit virtual event, and I think you'll all agree that this is very much about learning some basics here, using 2020 as the training ground. Learn, learn from this because I guarantee if this keeps up by 2021, there's going to be a whole new game again, and people are going to be out competing on events. That means more pre recorded video more on-camera training, more messaging, more getting it right and lining up all those one percenters of those events and making sure that every point of execution is carried out flawlessly. So I can't wait. Shan is just a sweetheart. She's been really generous with her time and I can't wait to hear your thoughts for next week's episode. Bye for now.